0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of Legends of the Batman. My name is Michael Bradley.
1: And I'm Michael Kaiser.
0: And this episode, we'll be looking at all Batman material from August 1940, which is just one comic book, Detective Comics number 43.
1: I am uh, really appreciating the uh, one comic book months now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get used to, too used to it, though, because I know. before
0: long, we'll have two every month.
1: I know, really. Uh
0: But we are are just flying through this 1940, it seems like.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's almost over already. Uh, But before we get into that, we have some more feedback. Uh, We'll start with our website this time. We actually got some comments. One from Glade on episode 14, the big three-and-a-half-hour episode. Uh, It says, Hey, guys, that was a great episode. Though almost four hours, the time went by fast while listening. I was wondering when... You'd get to the Harley Quinn of hate since you guys have been adding his unique laugh to the end of your episodes for a while. Hey, somebody noticed. Um, By the way, I found all of the Question Comics, so once I'm out of my lazy days, I'll start that up. Fantastic episode all around. So thanks, Glade, and definitely looking forward to your uh, podcast about the Question. Yes. Um, hopefully, Hopefully you get that off the ground.
0: Our next website feedback comes from Gary Adams, and it was also in reply to episode 14. And he wrote, uh, Great episode. was a nice change. All three of the guest hosts did a great job and made me laugh pretty hard at times. I listened to the podcast at work, and I was cracking up in some of the stuff that was being said, and people were walking by staring because I had this dumb grin on my face from laughing. Love the show. As I mentioned in an email I sent a few days ago, the concept of the podcast is just great. There's nothing out there like this for Batman, so you guys are giving Batman the credit he deserves. Enjoyed every episode so far. Oh, and I love what you do with the intros to each episode. The one for number 14 was awesome. Keep up the good work, Gary. Sorry, keep up the great work, Gary.
1: Yes, great work. uh, Thanks, Gary. Um,
0: Mike deserves all the credit for the intros because he hunts most of those down and – Edit them in. So. Well, it's
1: a mutual episode, or mutual effort on the hunting, anyway. Um, I wish we could figure out an intro for every episode, but unfortunately, some stories just do not inspire. I guess, but if,
0: uh, if they would work, Clubfoot into the animation.
1: We yeah, could. I know. How come he's never been in the animated series? How crazy! Um, next up, we got an email from Michael Bailey. Who's that guy? Um, and it says, "Mike and Mike." So I am nearly caught up on the show. I listened to the first six episodes in a chunk and then got distracted and managed to do the same thing with the remaining episodes. Currently, I'm about 40 minutes into the latest episode covering Detective No. 29 and Batman Number 1, and hope to have that finished within the next day or so. I really like the show. You guys are good back and forth and seem to agree more than disagree, which makes for a fun listening experience. I think you guys are a little harder on the material than I am, but to each his own, and it separates the show from the pack. The main reason I am writing today is that I stumbled upon a book that I think you both need to own. I don't know if you've mentioned this when covering the reprints and retellings of Detective Comics number 27, but Secret Origins number 6 from September 1986 has a really neat version of that story that not only tells the story of the case of the Chemical Syndicate, but wraps into the overall origin of the Golden Age Earth 2 Batman. This is different from other retellings because it is set in the time period the original was set in, which is all kinds of cool. It was written by Roy Thomas and drawn by Marshall Rogers. Track it down if you can. Well, that's it for now. Talk to you guys soon, and keep up the great work. Regards, Michael Bailey.
0: I actually have a complete run of the Secret Origins comic Mm -hmm. with the Origins, and there was a special on the Batman villains, but I've never read any of them. Well, I read the Superman one. That was the first issue. I read that one, but I haven't read the rest of them. They're in the ever-growing stack of comics I need to read one day.
1: I think that I have I have read it because I think it was the last or at the time I read it the last appearance of Earth Two Batman so that got me curious. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, if I remember correctly, it's it there de- it definitely follows the case of the Chemical Syndicate, but it plugs in a lot of information in between the panels, you know, and like before and after, so you get a lot more Julie Madison and that kind of thing. Um, I'll have to read it again now that we've covered all this stuff, uh, put it in better perspective. But right. Uh, yeah, but, but thank you, did... Michael, because. Uh, Cool to get an email from him because I think you and I both credited him as, you know, the, kind of the reason we're into podcasting today, um, as far as fight from crisis to crisis and mm-hmm. from the long right. book. So, very cool. Thanks for the email.
0: We also got a few more iTunes reviews to read. Uh, oh, see. oh,
1: and sorry. And I just wanted to mention that, uh, just to shamelessly plug him, he is doing Bat Month over at the Fortress of oh, yeah! Right now. So, everybody go check that out.
0: Fortress Of, Bailey com. of course, by the, time,
1: by the time this episode's come out, you might not be, but just scroll back to July and you'll oh, see yeah. a bunch of good stuff.
0: Well, this episode will still be out in July, won't it?
1: I don't know. I don't have that many fingers. I can't count that high. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it, it. If everything goes to plan, this should still be, it should still be July when you hear this. And even if not, he's got archives. So, right. check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we got some iTunes reviews. The first comes from Podcasterify, and the person writes, Starting from the start, the Michaels are reviewing every Batman, and he wrote podcast, but I think he meant comic. uh, But you already knew that, so apply your knowledge and give this podcast a listen. The background info, the humor, this podcast is a must-listen.
1: And five stars. All right. So then we got another one from Sobeck42, also five stars, and it says... This is a great podcast that is both informative and very entertaining. Michael and Michael do a great job of reviewing every story with incisive commentary and a sense of humor. Keep up the great work, guys! P.S. Can't wait for your Legends of Buck Marshall podcast.
0: <laughs> You're gonna keep waiting there, fella. All
1: right, that, that, that'd be a really easy podcast to do, though. You know, it'd only be so many episodes, and then—well,
0: yeah, at should have a definite ending. Yeah. But our last iTunes review for tonight comes from Mark Camp, and he wrote, Thanks for the great podcast, guys. I, f- I feel like I have a ton of Superman and Spider-Man podcasts. I'm glad to see some Batman podcasts being added to the mix.
1: Got to represent.
0: So that makes 11 iTunes reviews so far, so we just need <sighs> one more.
1: Wait, wait, I thought we had 11 last episode.
0: I think I miscounted. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were just teasing me. Plus, All we're, right. plus, plus we're a little behind on reading them, so... Oh they were there, but we hadn't read them yet, so I really shouldn't have counted them. But. Okay. Math so, is hard. So Sorry. almost
1: there. Almost there.
0: So are we ready to get into Detective Comics number forty
1: three? I was born ready. Alright.
0: Well the uh the cover date is September nineteen forty, and it was released around August sixth of that year with uh ten cent price and sixty four pages. The cover is by Bob Kane and Jerry Robinson, and it shows Batman leaping off a pier into a boat where Robin is being held hostage by a trio of gun-toting thugs.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty cool cover. Um, the pose kind of reminds me of the splash page on the uh, the Clubfoot story. No. What? Yeah. Batman's oh. arms
0: were clearly above his head in that splash page. It's oh. a totally different pose.
1: That's true. Yeah, he had to start all over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually like this better, though, than the splash page, really, because, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's got great capage. Okay, the Batman story in the book is
0: called – it's 13 pages, and it's called The Case of the City of Terror. It was written by Bill Finger with art by Bob Kane, Jerry Robinson, and George Rousseau and edited by Whitney Ellsworth. Crime was king when a czar of evil took over a quiet city and changed, and changed it into the battleground of the underworld. Then it was that the Batman and his laughing young aide, Robin, the Boy Wonder, decided to burrow into the den of crime and bring an end to the case of the City of Terror. Our story begins as Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are taking a break from their crime-fighting ways for a road trip. They roll up into an unnamed town to stop for the night, only to find the police beating the tar out of some poor guy for seemingly speaking out against the mayor. The police warn the crowd, then leave, And as members of the crowd are helping the man up, Bruce tries to inquire about why they would allow such things, but people seem too nervous to talk. That night, the totally awesome Batman pays a visit to Mr. Carter, one of the town's richest and most influential residents. Once at the house, he finds Carter being harassed by the police. The Batman busts in and quickly takes out the crooked cops. He asks Carter why they would allow such a crooked police force, and Carter explains that when the former mayor suddenly died, Harless Greer, the city council president and all-around bad guy, was next in line. He took over, fired all the honest cops, replaced them with thugs working for Bugs Norton, and beat or threatened everyone who protested. With the crooks in charge, the town has become a den of thieves, gamblers, and racketeers a most wretched hive of scum and villainy. (laughs) The next night, a package arrives at Greer's office, and when Greer opens the lid, he is surprised by a live bat that flies out of the box. Inside, they also find a note from the Batman, warning them to get out of town. Just then, at Norton's home, Norton is meeting with a couple of goons when a huge shadow in the shape of a bat is cast on the wall, followed by a live bat crashing through the window. Norton receives a call from Greer, but despite both warnings, Norton is unafraid. He then tells his goons to go meet a truck that's delivering a narcotics shipment, unknowing that Robin is listening outside. Sometime later, the Batman and Robin leap off of an overpass onto a passing truck, riding to its destination. Once there, our heroes leap from the truck and proceed to beat the Everloven out of a whole mess of crooks before grabbing the drugs from the truck. Later, the crooks report back to Norton about the botched shipment while the Batman and Robin plan their next target, Norton's slot machine racket. And the next day, they do just that, smashing slot machines all over town. Soon, a strange series of of events takes place as Greer's crooked cops start disappearing, courtesy of the Batman and Robin. After a few days, 20 officers have disappeared, causing Greer and Norton to sweat as their grip on the city lessens and our heroes make final plans. The next day, Robin appears among a group of boys and enlists them to use their small printing press to print flyers alerting citizens of a public meeting that night to fight the corrupt goons who had taken over the city. At the meeting, Batman addresses the gathered horde, inciting them to fight back against Norton, Greer, and the thugs. In short order, very short order, the townspeople have taken back the city for themselves, and the Batman and Robin set their sights on Greer and Norton. As they enter Greer's apartment, Greer has already made a run for it, but Robin leaps out the window and, with a swing from a street lamp, tackles the former mayor and socks him in the jaw. Meanwhile, Norton and his cronies are looking to get out of town, but are interrupted by the Batman, who easily takes out the crooks, makes a really bad pun, and then takes out Norton with a one two punch. The people of the town thank Batman and Robin for their help, and the Batman reveals that the crooks that had vanished can be found bound and gagged in Carter's basement. Waiting to be jailed, Bruce and Dick then head for home with Dick pouting that their vacation was ruined. But even though the Batman and Robin are gone, they are not forgotten as the town unveils a pair of twice life-size statues of our heroes to serve as an everlasting tribute to their memory. The end. Yay! I really love the splash page that starts out this issue. Mm -hmm. There's just there's a lot going on in it because we've got Batman, you know, running through the doorway and shoving that guy out of the way. We've got Robin swinging in through the window. We've got two crooks looking at each of the hero, and then the guy signing the paperwork. There's yeah. just so much going on, but it doesn't really feel busy.
1: Mm-mm. No, it works really good. I wish we, I don't know, if we've been keeping track of all the different descriptions of Robin they've been using, but we've had, obviously, the boy Wonder, and we've had Wonder Boy. And now we've got Laughing Young Aid, which I thought did, was kind of funny. Or didn't did they, they call
0: him the, the Laughing Young Daredevil?
1: I think they have, born? yeah, yeah. But it's cool to see Dick and uh, and Bruce going on vacation, road trip, yes. road trip, yeah, yeah. We're finally starting to see, just like we did last episode, some some more uh, real life stuff, uh-huh.
0: and very guys. different than the Batman of the last you know two decades, who wouldn't take a vacation if you bound and gagged him,
1: yeah. and dragged him along. So yeah, they haven't done anything since the World's Fair that I can think of, as far as just going out. Uh uh-uh. uh um, so it was neat. Maybe well,
0: Bruce Bruce went to that party
1: where well, he met the artists. Right, but right. He he didn't take Dick along. So no, no, that was an adult party. Uh,
0: and of course, we have the last panel that's just dripping with foreshadowing.
1: Bruce <laughs> oh, says, okay, right.
0: Well, at least we're going to lead a peaceful, quiet life for a while.
1: Yeah, right. Right off, right off the, you know, as soon as they get there. Right. Um, I like Dick's line there. It says, "Okay." Bruce says, okay, kid, this is our place for the night. And Dick says, after looking at it, I can believe there's no place like home. <laughs> yeah, he's a brat. Yeah, get a little spoiled there in his in his castle, I guess. Huh? <laughs> um, well, they're in a mansion with just the two of them, so yeah. having lots of room. Must be nice to have, you know, 25 rooms to yourself, huh? Right. Um,
0: but I love how the police are just beating this guy in
1: I the middle know. of town in broad daylight. Yep. Um and pretty you know ruthlessly too I mean yeah this arm you know his his arm pulled back behind him it definitely looks like it's dislocated or or broken or about to be anyway or just
0: really bad anatomy yeah or
1: bad anatomy yeah I was trying to give him the benefit of that but oh, okay. uh, I kind of wish that you know Bruce and Dick had done something but I'm not really sure what they could do and and have it be you know beneficial in any way to anybody so
0: yeah because he was already pretty much.
1: Beaten anyway.
0: When they got there, yeah.
1: And if they if they had started trouble as themselves right there, then chances are they would have just been arrested or, right. You know.
0: And plus, they don't necessarily know if they just got there, so they don't really have all the facts about what's going
1: on. That's true. Like the cops could be in the right. Right. Maybe the guy's on PCP or something.
0: (laughs) But he does resolve to act very quickly at the end and goes into action right away. So that's progress.
1: That's very cool. Yep. Even nope. on
0: vacation, he he's taking a break, but he's going right into action as the Batman.
1: It ends right now. Yep.
0: I don't know though how he knew Mister Carter was the quote most respected man in town, or that he had that he was rich and had lots of influence. I don't know how he just knew that.
1: Yeah, it doesn't say, but you could either assume a maybe he's been to this town before, or no, you know I don't know how far it is away from New York City, but all the rich people know each other or or he just asked around.
0: Well, you got to figure it's at least a day's drive.
1: Yeah. But, you know, maybe he knows guys in LA and guys in, I don't know. Cool. It's not that yeah. hard. It's probably not that hard to figure out. You just go around and say, hey, who do you respect the most? And they say, Mr. Carter.
0: I like this panel of Batman climbing down the side of the building, though. It's a nice... Mm-hmm.
1: Very cool. They should make t-shirts out of some of these old school panels. That'd be neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like when he pops in well, I sent
0: in. you oh. i sorry oh. I sent you that link there was a I found a website that had the splash page uh, that from one of the earliest issues where Batman is holding a gun on the splash page
1: oh yeah yeah I
0: sent you a link to that but they had uh, photoshopped the gun out of his hand so his arm was just kind of sticking out there yeah. in an awkward position
1: that's silly I would have bought it if the gun was still there but yeah <laughs> Um, I like when he pops in though and you know these cops are are uh Giving Mister Carter a a what for? Right. And he and they say we're we're taking you to jail. And huh? And they look around, and Batman's standing there. Speaking of jail, how long have you been out? Yeah. (laughs) That was a good. That was a good one.
0: These people have all heard of Batman, though. Mm -hmm. Even though, like I said, they're probably a a day's drive from home. So it's nice to see that word is spreading. And uh, just to jump ahead, real quick, the next guy, Carter. Yeah, Carter's heard of him too. So.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they, they had heard of him in, in Paris, too, earlier, so... Right. It does get around, I guess. Um, I like this last panel with the, the guy's face that he's choking. Yeah, it's kind of
0: cartoony. Maybe a little much so, but...
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. But he's missing his emblem, or his uh, chest yeah. logo. Yeah. And I kind of noticed... I didn't count. I guess I should have, but it seemed like that happened a lot, this story.
0: Hmm. I, I think they're just rushing, rushing through things with the extra stories they've got now.
1: hmm.
0: I mean, that's the only... Because it wasn't... The, you know, it was missing a few times in the
1: earlier stories, but it's gotten a lot worse. Yeah. Rightly. I wonder if, uh, you know, like Bob would just draw the the overall design and assume that the anchor would put the bat on the chest or something. Probably, since and it's then, all
0: black, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, and then they just forgot. Um, you could take a Sharpie and draw it on there yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do Photoshop, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just think that's funny because nowadays the chest emblem is just such a big deal, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what they use yeah. to, to market everything, and and here even Superman and Superman of all people, geez, I mean, gosh, what a uh, memorable logo he's got, and it's just like an afterthought at this time, right? Hmm. Page four, we get the the exposition. Yes. Lots and lots of exposition. Page of exposition, and
0: I, given that he's only got thirteen pages, I hate to count these you know thick exposition exposition pages against the finger but it seems like we always get one at the beginning and one at the end
1: yep so. at least this time it wasn't a It, and uh here's all the suspects yeah. yeah i mean this guy just comes right out and tells you what the problem is and at the end batman says okay well we're gonna fix the problem and that was kind of cool so
0: when the goon walks in with the uh the bat in the box he says some kid just gave me this package you know that was totally robin
1: oh totally yeah that's awesome and yeah this is our second time seeing bat in the box Mm Mm-hmm.
0: you know i i I still question how you're going to mail a live bat or even deliver a live bat and not know it's flapping around in the box but i kind of like it that he's using the same tricks because it's it's kind of fun and and even kind of like a calling card given what uh mm -hmm. Norton says there in the last panel on this page.
1: It absolutely makes no sense whatsoever, but I still like Bat in the Box. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe he knows how to train bats to fall asleep or something like that. Who knows? And I like the letter, too. He writes the letter again, signs it with a bat. Yeah. Um, I just like – I mean, this is pretty much the same story as the first story with Robin. Right. Goes to another town and cleans up the police force. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But I just like that idea that Batman meets intimidation with intimidation and – you know scares the people who scare people for a living right it's good stuff
0: kills bats with darts and
1: see that i was just gonna say i like bat in the box but i don't like um dead dart bat really yeah that's
0: that's a little weird that's just kind of mean unless he was just i mean
1: i guess I, i guess that's how you throw a bat through the window is you put a dart on it but
0: I get, otherwise it would just fly away. Yeah, but uh, but
1: it's like you know, here's my symbol. I I am a bat, and then let me throw a dead one right in your window. Um, the shadow that's crossing, covering the wall there. It has eyes. It has eyes, yeah. which makes absolutely no sense, but I think so. is is very cool anyway. <laughs> but I
0: wonder if Robin delivered the box to Greer, and Batman threw the bat at Norton. Then why on the next page is Norton suddenly at Rob? Robin suddenly at Norton's by himself. Um. Did they just get confused on who was where.
1: Was it maybe it wasn't at the same time? I don't know. We'll see. The next night. Yeah,
0: it says we see Greer reading the note, and the next panel says at that moment at Bugs's.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. And maybe. then they
0: they see the bat and they start talking about their plans and they. Flash outside, and Robin's outside.
1: Maybe they live right next door to each other or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea.
0: There's, there's a lot of uh, things we have to explain for,
1: in yeah. these stories. Yeah. Or maybe Robin didn't deliver that box. Who knows? But of course he did.
0: I don't know how, how they knew which truck was going to be the one with the drug shipment in it. But I think this bothers me a little less because there could have been more of the conversation we just didn't see.
1: Yeah. So, Or it's also a small town, maybe. They just have to follow the right people, and I don't could know. Be, yeah. yeah. But it's cool. I like the fight. Um, right. There's a really nice big panel on this uh, page seven.
0: Yeah, it's like a two-thirds of a page splash, mm-hmm. but I don't know if Kane is just being more creative or just cutting corners. <laughs> so he has, only has to draw a couple panels for the fight scene.
1: True. It could be either, but it, it really pops out, and... We don't usually get stuff like that. So. Yeah.
0: But I do like how he is swinging the guy into the side of the panel and kind uh-huh. of busting out a little bit. And the squiggly lines look like he's actually breaking the Oh yeah. panel border.
1: Yeah, that is cool. Kind of like that. And once again, they say the whole uh, uh, always outnumbered but never outfought. I think they've said that before. I could be wrong, though. Maybe they haven't. But anyway, I like that line. Uh, never give up, never surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, Page... Um, eight are our, our little boy wonders all grown up because he comes up with his own idea
0: well, had to happen sometime
1: yeah it's kind of um, jacked up that these kids are, are playing the slot machine but I guess yeah. that, that's just how corrupt this city is or this town yeah. is so well they're in a candy store so mm-hmm. yeah that's even worse huh love the net grab though yeah uh, um, when these two guys are muscling this, <laughs> this, poor, this poor candy store owner who's like half yeah. their size and then Suddenly from behind, the, uh, you know, they each get grabbed by the neck and get bonked in the head. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. But, yeah, a much different Batman character now with with page 10 here.
0: Where, with the lecturing the children? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you wouldn't have seen – even the Batman we saw in those earliest stories, you wouldn't have seen him doing that.
1: No. And not only does he lecture them, but he also, you know, encourages them to be, you know, cool like Robin in this case, mm-hmm. I guess. And they're just like, wow, gee, Robin doesn't – gamble okay we won't either are these robins regulars you think yeah right sure still still waiting for their prize right yeah yeah but this is just like the first evidence that they're kind of the stand up heroes now instead of right instead of
0: but they say is it this page or the next page where they say something about robin being in a magazine
1: oh i didn't miss that i don't know oh that's on the next page okay
0: Oh, yeah, on the next page – I'll go ahead and skip ahead. On the next page, when Robin confronts the boys with the printing press, uh-huh. one of them says, It's him, all right, just like the pictures of him in the magazine. Oh, wow. So is he posing for magazine spreads now or
1: – Or they just got a candid shot or something.
0: I guess. Yeah. Bring along a camera just in case.
1: I like this panel right before though where they're – I guess there's – I don't know where they are. They're just sitting at a table together with a can- mm-hmm. with a candle and their their shadows are kind of – yeah, kind of
0: odd, but neat too, I guess.
1: I just was wondering, uh, did they go to the local bar and, <laughs> and sit down to come up with their new strategy? <laughs> or... We we shouldn't wish to attract attention, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so then on this – continuing on the same page, we got Batman and Robin. So Robin rallies the kids.
0: Right, and I liked that he was – you know these kids have their printing presses, and I like that they used that because with the proliferation of fanzines in the you know late 30s and early 40s, mm-hmm. it's likely that more than just a few kids reading these at the time had their own little printing press. Yeah. You know, so that was kind of cool.
1: hmm And it's also just you know the little guy taking yes. on the
0: oh that too yeah yeah you know, yeah the, yeah, the yeah. big
1: tyrant or the newspaper tyrant. Um and then and then after that Batman of course that's really not un-Batman-like, he gets on stage and you know holds a yeah holds a uh, town meeting.
0: Yeah, he's definitely not hiding in the shadows anymore.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Although he does inside a riot.
1: So <laughs> that's true. I guess that is very Batman if you think about it. But <laughs> uh, usually there's more flame and you know horse riding or something to go yeah. with it. I'm not just standing on a stage. But still, yeah, they all go with it. So I guess they all have high opinions of him. Of course, the, it helps that he's been taking out their corrupt police one by one every day, and right. you know, destroying the slot machines and stuff, so they can see that the real muscle's in town now, and they can back him. Right. I
0: liked those uh, panels of Batman and Robin grabbing the people off the street and making them disappear. It mm-hmm. seemed very Batman the animated series to me for some yeah.
1: reason. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. That's great. And that kind of goes along with you know, waiting to take on the main bad guys at the end after you've. You know, taking out his thugs right. one at a time or a couple at a time every night. It's a good strategy.
0: Of course the you know, after he rallies the townsfolk, mm-hmm. they take the town back in just one panel, which seems very very <laughs> quick to me.
1: Well, maybe those two cops were the last two.
0: Well it could be, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I think I think there's it's kinda like uh you know, they just needed to have their eyes open and realize that their strength in numbers and maybe they could just yeah, they could be too. do it yeah. themselves. You know, I like that. He asked them all to bring guns to the meeting. That's
0: <laughs> yeah. See, well, the kids ask them to bring guns to the meeting. People are yeah. just way too quick to get guns in this town.
1: Yeah. Mr. I don't think he would do that these days. Mr. Anti-gun asking
0: no, 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 no. civilians
1: no. to run around town carrying guns, but no, but very effective. Um, on that same page, page 11, Robin is now referring to himself as Papa.
0: Yeah, that's not <laughs> no. Come to papa though it isn't anywhere near as creepy as papa spank though. Right. So, yeah. I like I like this panel here at the top of the page where Batman they're they're talking to the people and Batman's just got his arm around Robin like they're old pals. Yeah. It's very cool.
1: Mhm. Good stuff. You wouldn't see
0: that today either.
1: No, probably not. Page 12, I love this line and maybe that's the one you were I'm not sure which line you were talking about in your synopsis. The uh, the really bad quip? Yeah. What'd you the say? Framed. The framed one. Oh, okay, yeah. The really bad pun, yeah. Yeah, but I like the one underneath that. Where, and now, Norton, let's see if you can really take it.
0: Oh, no, that part I liked.
1: That was yeah. awesome. And then he just proceeds to pummel the guy. Right, <laughs> right. And the guy's just like, no, don't touch me. And punch in the stomach, and then punch in the face, and you're done. That was but awesome. that's
0: kind of undercut the fact, given the fact that two panels earlier he was saying, you were framed and smashing the guy over the head of the picture frame. Yeah. So they, they
1: kind of they go back and forth. Deflate like, themselves. Yeah. It's like it's like I I think I like every other line of dialogue from Batman these days. Yeah. Sometimes yes. the quips are funny. Sometimes they make me cringe. <laughs>
0: but we have Batman um, abducting twenty people and locking them in a basement.
1: Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. And he's being surrounded by the town at the end and. Yeah, man, you know, Batman and Robin smiling like, yay, we saved everybody. That's, yes. That's just kind of cool.
0: Very plus, cool. Plus statuary.
1: Mm-hmm. And I love Dick's annoyed face when they drive away. And
0: I tell you, he's a brat.
1: But I have my doubts. Wherever we go, we find trouble. <laughs> <sighs> that's funny.
0: That's the same face he was making when um they introduced Julie, wasn't it?
1: Or Catwoman. Or Catwoman, yeah, that's who it was, yeah. He was all annoyed that Bruce let her go. <laughs> but overall, cool story. I mean, Yeah, I, I really liked this one. It was a lot of fun.
0: Uh, kind of a few odd bits, like how Batman knew so much without any
1: detective work, but I still liked it. Well, he had that whole page of exposition, so well, yeah. that, that helped.
0: <laughs> Plus it was something else besides a whodunit. Right. We've had a lot of those lately, and I do like the mysteries, but sometimes these types of stories where Batman and Robin just come in and, you know, clear out the villain that's that's nice too
1: yeah this is you know like i said this is a repeat of that robin story but it's been so long since we read that and we've had a lot of whodunits and a lot of right a lot of setups and you know faux mysteries so it was nice to just have them come in and get their knuckles dirty um and this is like i guess it's not the first time but it seems like they're really driving home the point in this story that you know batman and robin are now hero heroes you know
0: Yes. What's very overt in this story, you know, mm-hmm. with um, at the beginning where Carter, he says, the Batman, just the man I've been looking for to clean up this town, the Batman, right. the only man. Mm-hmm. And then we have statues and people lauding Batman and Robin in the streets and
1: them holding them holding conference or, you know, town meetings. And right. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah.
0: Um, This story has been reprinted just twice First in Batman Archives Volume 1 And then in Batman Chronicles Volume 2
2: Presenting the Amazing Spider-Man Classics Podcast Year 2 Starring myself, John Wilson, along with Joshua Bertone, Donovan Grant, and your favorite guest hosts of the comics podcasting community. Bringing you the classic 1960s adventures of Peter Parker, Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, and the gang. As told by Stan Lee, John Romita, Don Heck, Jim Mooney, John Buscema, and more. And to kick the year off, we're running a special episode in March with... Uh, uh, Hold on, wait a second. Hey there, webheads! Twelve months ago, a very special podcast came onto your iTunes feed, and to celebrate 12 months of that podcast being on your iTunes feed, we thought we'd take you on a special date to the movies, and what a movie it is! Why, it's about our very own webhead spinner Spider Man, the first installment of Sam Raimi's Spider Man trilogy, guest starring one of the Power Rangers. Oh boy, we're in for a good time, so strap yourself in, and here's the hosts. This isn't a way a podcast is supposed to work. Peter, you're seeing the Spider-Man Sam Raimi movie without me?
0: Why no, Betty, I'm seeing it with all my friends, the Amazing Spider-Man
2: Classics listeners, and you're invited too. Even Liz Allen? Yes, Betty, even Liz Allen. Okay, as long as Ned can come. You know why I hate you Leeds? Because you have a right to listen to this episode with Betty. The shadow of Spider-Man isn't standing between your earphones. Episode 28 kicks off the new year with an in-film commentary on the 2002 Sam Raimi Spider-Man film. And then we continue on in future episodes looking at the further adventures of Spider-Man, an amazing Spider-Man, spectacular Spider-Man, and every guest appearance and cameo we can find. Only at Amazing Spider-Man Classics, found on iTunes and at Spider-Man.libsen.com.
1: As for the rest of the issue, we have an ad for Batman number 2 again, and it says the first issue was a sellout, so we'll definitely pick up that second one, um, which we did and talked about last episode. Then we have a half-page um, comic strip called Silly Situations by Hal Sherman, and it's like for individual panel, kind of like uh, side stuff, I guess, only... Not half as clever. Um, <laughs> then we got six pages of Bart Regan Spy by Jerry Siegel and Ed Moore with a title that I'm not sure how to pronounce, but Halaxisto. I don't know. It's spelled H-L-A-K according to the Grand Comics Database.
0: Okay.
1: All right. And then we have six pages of Red Logan, Ace Reporter by Ed Winiarski called The Archer Kidnapping Case – Uh, A two-page text piece called Theft in the Abbey by Frank Cooper. Six pages of The Crimson Avenger by Jack Letty. That was not titled. And six pages of Speed Saunders Ace Investigator by Gardner Fox and Fred Gardiner, And we have six pages, six pages, six pages, six pages, six pages of (laughs) Larry Steele, private detective called Jonas Heckle. And that was by Ken Ernst. And guess what? Six pages of... Cliff Crosby, who now has a new mantle, it is, he now is called Young America's Hero, Cliff Crosby. All right. Uh, it's called Along the Congo, and it's by Chad Grothkoff. And lastly, we have eight pages of Slam Bradley by Jerry Siegel and Howard Sherman called The Winter Brothers. And again, no cool opener. Hmm. So, boo.
0: But we do have Slam Bradley in a nifty little sailor's outfit. <laughs> Did right. you see that?
1: Uh, wow. Yeah.
0: He has lost a lot of cool points lately.
1: Yeah, he's, he's on his way out, that's for sure.
0: But um, other books from D.C. in August 1940, we had More Fun Comics number 59 with an amusing cover of the Spectre crawling out of what I presume is supposed to be a safe as two crooks react in quite a bit of surprise. And we had Adventure Comics number 54, and if you remember last episode, I mentioned that in that issue of Adventure Comics, they introduced the Minutemen. Well, in this month's story, the Minutemen, like all good kid sidekicks, are kidnapped and held for ransom. Of course. So, And we had Flash Comics number 10, and All-American Comics number 19, with a very... Bob Kane looking cover by Sheldon Moldoff Uh. and that issue also saw the last Gary Concord The Ultraman strip by John L. Bloomer as well as the first appearance of The Atom by Ben Flinton and Bill O'Connor and The Atom is Al Pratt, a weakling who was pushed around and bullied so Pratt undergoes a procedure where he receives injections of a super soldier serum and oh wait that's not right Hmm. Sounds he, familiar. he is he is a weakling who is tired of getting pushed around so he just works out and trains until he's in fighting condition and then dons a costume that really makes robbins look pretty modest in comparison <laughs> and fights crime as the atom
1: so that's not that's the precursor to the guy who in the silver age who shrinks
0: right this I is guess. this is the golden age adam right he, right he's right powerless right now but he eventually gains powers but right now he's just a right. normal guy. It's really strong, like Batman.
1: He can punch with the power of the atom, or what? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll get we'll get there eventually. Yeah.
0: And we had Action Comics number 29 with a great cover by Wayne Boring that shows Superman leaping out of a car with Lois Lane in his arms. And this issue also features the last DC work by Fred Gardner, who did several covers of Detective Comics back in the earliest episodes of the show. And I actually did a spotlight on Fred Gardner in episode twenty-four of the Thrilling Adventures of Superman, if I can shamelessly plug. And we had, I'm sorry.
1: So he uh, he's not doing any Superman, or he's just gone from DC altogether.
0: It's his last work for the company, period. Yeah.
1: Oh wow, because he's doing Speed Saunders in this in this book too. So.
0: Right, so he'll probably get replaced on that. Yeah. Next
1: month, huh?
0: we also had All American Comics number two. And a second issue of More Fun Comics, number 60, with a cover that kind of reminds me of Detective Comics number 31. Because it's got the specter looming over a city street as a criminal hmm. goes down the street. So,
1: hmm. But that's it. All right. So August down. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you'd like to download this or any other show or see the show notes, you can find all that on our website at BatmanLegends.com. There you can find a link to our RSS feed and our Facebook and Twitter pages and also a link to our iTunes page where you can subscribe and get all the latest episodes downloaded automatically to your iTunes. And while you're waiting, you can leave us a review. We are at 11 and we're shooting for 12, so be that last person. In the meantime, you can also listen to our other shows. Mike has a show called The Thrilling Adventures of Superman where he talks about... Golden Age Superman. Uh, You can find that at greatcrypton.com and I have a show that I co-host with John Wilson called The Mighty Shield where we talk about every Captain America story we can get our hands on. Please don't forget to visit our sponsors Gotham Knights Online which is a great source for all the latest news. I think the the owner just sits there and clicks refresh on Google News or something because man is he fast. So if you want to keep up with Batman news, visit GothamKnightsOnline.com Uh, as always Batman was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger it's copyright DC Comics thank you for listening and we will see you next week see ya